0: We target clients that got rejected and offer them the solution because no one really cares about borrowers who was rejected. It became common. That's okay. You got rejected. It's your problem. Data will be kind of accessible to companies like Ninja lender. And then like working with this data and using AI and ML, we can actually predict and make good suggestion how much to borrow and when, for example, this is the direction we are going, so <laughs> AI will tell us, okay. If you want to go to your location on summer, I can see that you spent uh, maybe too much, maybe you should spend less, or maybe you should think about borrowing money for your location or maybe for education and stuff like that.
1: Welcome to The Platform Pioneers, a show about the bright minds behind the world's largest digital platforms and the stories of how they built them. I am your host, Pyrosh, and together we'll uncover the secrets behind creating, scaling and managing some of the most successful platforms out there. Welcome back to the Platform Pioneers podcast. Today uh, I'm really excited because we are joined by Jaroslav Dubov, the founder and CEO of Ninjalender. Ninjalender is a B2B marketplace for banks and credit institutions that helps rejected borrowers in securing the owns. Jaroslav has expertise in different areas such as fintech, marketplaces, B2B sales, international business development. Without further ado, Jaroslav, maybe you can introduce yourself to the audience and share a bit of the background of Ninja Lender. Like, how did you come up with that idea? What were the pain points? What is your vision?
0: Sure. Hi, everyone. It's my pleasure to be here. And thank you, Kuros, for inviting me to this nice podcast. So about my career and my background. So I started as an applied mathematician. I spent uh, many years uh, for studying then PhD studies and then making some scientific research in the field of genetic algorithms. So overall I spent uh, 10 years on mathematics and then I started my first business in IT and then like another one. And I was born in Lugansk in this part of Ukraine and in 2014, after um, uh, some internal separatist movement, I had to leave my home city and move to Kyiv because it was not safe to be there. And I had to start everything from scratch. I spent some years working as a solo entrepreneur on on various IT projects. And uh, five years ago, I co-founded Ninja So basically my background is IT mathematics. and entrepreneurship.
1: Really interesting. And I mean, you've been quite a bit around. Um, I would say in Eastern Europe, now Poland, in Kiev. How did you come up with the idea of Ninja Lender? What was kind of like that moment that made you think, "Hey, this is something that I want to dedicate my time." And what was that aha moment? And maybe what is a typical customer? If you can walk us through the journey of a typical customer that would profit from Ninja Loans.
0: Yeah, as I told, I co-founded Ninja Lender, So it was a group of five guys, including me. And actually the idea of Ninja Lender came from my co-founder. Because that time he had, and actually he still has a business in Ukraine, and he made kind of a management system for lending companies in Ukraine. And once one of his clients told him to make an API integration to make sure that uh, loans rejected by a bank in ukraine will go to this lending company so it was just a peer-to-peer api exchange like data exchange and after that the idea came that actually we can make a platform and we connect many banks and many lending companies and exchange applications that got rejected because we knew that time that actually the amount of rejected loans is very huge i would say in the banking segment it's like 70 percent And for lending companies, it's uh, 80, 90%. So lots of applications are rejected. And we saw it's a huge opportunity. Wow. So let's say
1: I'm applying for a loan. Maybe walk us through kind of like a typical journey. What I would do, I'm getting rejected and how kind of like Ninja Lenders would help me in the back, obviously, as you are a B2B focusing marketplace, how that journey would go and, and what's in it for the borrower. And obviously the lender as well
0: Uh, if you Kurosh applied for a loan in your bank and your bank cooperates with Ninja Lender then if you got rejected or your loan application was rejected with your permission we can get your loan application entire data from your bank to our platform that's how we have your application on our platform But it's not enough because we also need you to give us all permissions to work with your data directly. So we will send you the link to your email address and you will press the link and go to our platform. You can give us all permissions we need to work with your data. Then if we see that there is not enough data in your application, we can ask you some additional questions. And also we can suggest you to change loan amount and loan term to increase your chances to get financed. And after that, when we have the application ready to send to, our, like, to other institutions, uh, our algorithms will choose the best uh, institution for you and we will send them your data by API. And then we'll get the response from them if they like your application or not, if they are ready to offer you a loan or not. In case, like if it's yes, then we will tell you, okay, we found a partner and this company is willing to offer you a financing. Of course, the conditions will be different, but you will choose if you like them or not. And if uh, we will not find uh, alternative lender from the first shot, we will send your data to another in the list. And we will do this until we will find you some partner that can offer you financing or finally, <laughs> we will not be able to help you, which is also the like, The possibility, of course. We cannot guarantee that we will help you for sure and you will get money and stuff like that. Interesting. So essentially,
1: it is probably less of an, um lending marketplace, but more of a data marketplace, almost in terms of making use of most of the data that you have once entered and kind of like finding the right supplier for it. And what I'm curious about What is the interface? Because I understand I'm going to a bank that is cooperating with you guys. How do you communicate? Are you end customer facing? Does the bank do the communication? Just maybe walk us through a bit the kind of like how how that communication with the end customer and and the engagement model works like.
0: Uh, Well, I think it depends how you applied for a loan. If you came to a branch, of course, uh, a bank employee will have to tell you, okay. So we cannot uh, like provide you financing, but we have a partner, NigeLender, Lender, and they can help you if you want. And then this employee will have to explain like the basis of NigeLender, Lender. And if you as a borrower agree to send your data to us, then you will have to put your signature on some document, a printed document in a branch. And this data will be sent via API from the bank, database, CRM system <laughs> they use yes. to our platform. And the second case, if you apply it online, then it will be easier. I mean, uh, then it will be just a checkbox at some screen that, okay, sorry, um, not this time, but if you want, we can send uh, your data to our, like, our partner Nijilender. Lender. You check this checkbox, press the button, and then you will be redirected to our platform automatically. Very interesting. And I was
1: kind of like almost a bit shocked by the numbers that you were mentioning at the very beginning, numbers of rejected loans. And it obviously has a lot to do with a goal to improve financial inclusion. If with all the banks and the loans that you have worked with, what is the typical improvement rate, let's say, of that 90% uh, rejection that you could actually provide just by looking at the data, using your data models, and then proposing an alternative lender that could potentially lend out the money?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's 90% for for lending companies. It's less Mm -hmm. for the banking segment. It's like like, 60-70% for the banking segment. And it's 80, 90% for lending companies. And we are talking about personal loans now, like SME loans is better, (laughs) but still. Yes. Yes. So coming back to your question, first of all, we need to separate applications that got rejected, but have chance to get financed somewhere. And those who are like, that are really bad, right? Mm. So. We need to get only applications that was rejected due to certain reason. This means that from all the amount of applications that got rejected, we will get maybe one third. Yeah, because actually, of course, like institutions that offer financing, they have quite sophisticated system to analyze data and make the decision. So I would say in 50% the customer at least in europe he or she has to maybe improve a financial uh, income and stuff like this and yes so we are talking about this like 50 percent of rejected customers then not everyone will give permission to send data to us of course because someone will have some questions like what is ninja lender while they will get my data i don't trust them mm-hmm. So probably again, maybe half of people will say, no, like we don't want this. And, and here we have only 25% of all rejected like application that we can process. And we expect to help, like one third of them with finding financing. Right. And also, of course, it could be the situation when you got offer from alternative lender, but you, you don't like the conditions, the interest rate like, could be higher, for example. Exactly. Or commission.
1: So, so it is as usual. It is a, a large funnel that gets you to kind of uh, the eventual. So, out of rejected commissions, what's like a rough number? It is like ten percent that you can actually get an alternative finance.
0: Yes. Nice. Ten twenty percent. Yeah. Uh, um, uh,
1: uh, very nice. but that is a. I have to assume a, a large number when you talk to banks, and we have heard it in the last, I would say, I was doing consulting for banking for 10 years. It was all about operational efficiency. It was all about trying to make most of um, customer relationships, right? It was all about how can I reduce Mm -hmm. manual interventions and the process that you just described, a customer comes into the branch or types something in and gets rejected. That is cost right there with no lending for the bank. What is the main hook for the bank to say, yes, I'm going to work together with uh, with Hinder Lender? Do they get a commission on a data set? Is it because it is a tit-for-tat relationship, so they are also getting other rejected loans that they might be financing? How do the banks think about using you as a B2B platform?
0: I think you mentioned almost everything. So yes, Uh like banks will get some commission for sending data to us. Then of course, this is the way how they can improve customer satisfaction and customer loyalty, because everyone needs like now times, everyone wants to have a solution, you came to a bank, you got rejected, no solution. And with need your lender bank can say, okay, we cannot help you, but we have a partner, so offering an, an alternative is much better than just say no. Yes. And also they can receive new clients from like, from other banks. So it's win-win-win for everyone. Yes.
1: And and I guess that is always, that's the beauty of platform and marketplace economies that you kind of like up the game for everyone who's in that network and in that ecosystem. Maybe shifting gears a bit, you have won obviously uh, multiple awards in fintech. What is, if you look at your company, the capabilities, what is that one distinct strength um, that you guys have and that you are uh, keep on investing? Is it data analytics is uh, that you have the best apis etc like what do you feel has been that unique usp that you have been that you have been working on
0: i think it's simply our approach that we target clients that got rejected and offer them the solution because no one really cares about borrowers who got rejected it became common that's okay you got rejected it's your problem you should earn more money or you can Spend less, or I don't know, it's your problem. Yeah. And
1: and it is a great approach. And it's also, as uh, just read uh, uh, this morning, probably a lot of fintech and financial products have been done for, I would say, peer groups of other founders. So like people, okay, you have money and you want to save more, or you want to do something easier where you already have access, but you're targeting something that probably has not been targeted that much. Um, uh, which is like people that actually have been rejected, that don't have that much money, that kind of like seek financial inclusion. What I always love to discuss, this one is obviously expansion, scaling. Maybe, Jassoff, tell us what kind of like geographies, countries, or segments you're in, and where do you see the largest areas for growth? So would it be, hey, I'm doubling down on consumer outside of Poland, maybe, or Eastern Europe, maybe, Central Europe, etc. Things is it? Hey, I'm targeting new, new products, different kind of credits. Like, like what are the things where you see most dynamic for you also to to grow and to expand into?
0: Um, Yeah, like like right now we are based in Poland. I mean, we build the platform for the Polish market. Of course, we can go abroad with the platform. We just need to make some localization. I mean, in Europe, of course, because uh, entire Europe uses the same GDPR rules and we are complying with this and right now we are targeting uh, the private loan I mean we are focused on private loans loan for individuals so in the future of course we would like to increase the range of products that we can cover and add mortgages car loans etc SME loans as well we don't have them now (laughs) on our platform. I mean it's not a big like deal. We just need to start from something like like from something. And we chose to, to work with like private loans, installment loans, right? Or cash loans. Yeah. And I think the best markets for Ninja Lender is those that are less regulated mm-hmm. and and growing fast. Like maybe South America, um South Asia. True.
1: And what is the most restraining factor to you guys? Yes, regulation is definitely one thing. Uh, I could see that. Is it um, a kind of like talking to banks? Getting Because I worked a lot with banks uh, in my fit degree and also my um, consulting career. Um, and you need to, sometimes for something new, need to do a lot of convincing. Like, what is the thing that you need to invest the most time on that you wish would be easier?
0: Uh, as you told, it's very difficult to convince banks uh, to start new cooperation, especially when you have a new approach at all, because they used to say no to customers that got rejected for centuries. Yeah, And now we provide them an, a, a solution like Ninja lender. And of course, um, usually you want to find the reason why no, like, because we will lose uh, those clients or because we care about our reputation and what if the customer like will complain, then uh, it will also damage our bank's reputation. Um, So I wish that bankers would be open-minded. Yeah, but probably this is like um, a two side coin, right? So you run a huge business for decades or for centuries. So you have to be very careful, right? You cannot just jump to a new partnership with Ninja yeah. and say, let's see how it works. <laughs> so I understand this. Yeah, but it's also like the market is very regulated because banks, they are parts of the system of our society, right? So we gave them this right to manage our money, right? Yes. Kind of. And we trust them. Um, so they have to be very careful.
1: It's quite interesting. I mean, that is something that I've I've seen, I would say, through, throughout my career. Sometimes there's an effect of if you have enough people participating, or then at some point, everyone wants to do it. So it's like, oh, I don't want to miss out. Like uh, if we have 50% of the banks, everyone wants to do it. What's, in your opinion, the critical mass of banks that you would need in a market or in a product? Is it like... You need maybe a market share of 30% of like the relevant banks, let's put it this way. Or is it? can, can you just start with, hey, I have three banks participating, and that's actually enough because you can already create value, right?
0: I think it depends on the market structure. Because in Poland, there are maybe 30 big banks, like commercial banks, and they are united into the Polish Bank Association. And of course, they communicate at this level, like association. And of course, if we will be able to convince a few major banks, of course, the rest will follow. Or for example, if we are talking about small regional banks, there are 506, I guess, corporation banks in Poland, they also united into two groups of banks. Again, like if we will prove our solution with a few the rest will follow. I don't know, like the certain percentage. I believe the 30% will be enough for sure. <laughs> maybe less, maybe like 10%. Yeah. Uh, In this exactly, industry, it's exactly very this. important like to build trust. Yeah, because uh, if some banks will show our, us their trust, the rest will also trust us.
1: Yes, yes, definitely. That's exactly what I've seen on a lot of stuff. Uh, as, as some of the, uh, the real views will do, I was also an alternative financing that did kind of like underwriting for their own consumer loans, large marketplace, and then also looked into and kind of like was running a an, an brokerage business. And I was having the same, I would say, reservations. Hey, that's new. that But actually it was kind of like more facilitator for a lot of banks. So I, I fully see the same preservations that need to be overcome. And maybe kind of like now, almost towards the end, looking a bit the five-year lens and a very hype topic that we have been seeing recently how do you see what is going to influence um your business model the most and, and obviously everyone if you're working with data working with credit decisioning is thinking of uh, artificial intelligence machine learning um, in the financial industry how do you see that huge trend uh, impacting what ninja lender is doing or will be doing in the next five years
0: um it's a good question I believe that we will have psd three in Europe, and then we will be able to implement uh, in the future, maybe not in five years, maybe in 10 years, open finance. And actually we will have access to all clients' data directly through banks' API. We don't have to make our our own API and exchange data with banks. We can just have access there with borrower's permission. So data will be kind of accessible to companies like Ninja Lender. And then like working with this data and using AI and ML, we can actually predict and make good suggestion how much to borrow and when, for example. This is the direction we are going. So AI will tell us, okay, if you want to go to your location on summer, I can see that you spent uh, maybe too much. Maybe you should spend less or maybe you should think about borrowing money. your location or maybe for education and stuff like that
1: yeah i mean very true and there's again another aspect where i can kind of like help with this entire question of financial inclusion we are almost at the end and kind of like a couple of active listeners of us know that i always like to round off such a discussion with a bit of a personal outlook or personal look back You said that you found this company with, um, that you were five founders, kind of like setting all all of this up with very diverse backgrounds and experiences. What, if you think back at the journey, what was, in your opinion, the biggest achievement uh, that you personally had being a founder and and founding this this business?
0: I think that we um, finally built the platform itself for the Polish market. And we signed partnerships. So we kind of proved <laughs> that this idea is good. We just need to launch the platform and show the first traction. So we made integrations, we signed agreements. Uh, the platform is ready for the market. And actually it was a long and difficult journey because you know, when you start with some idea, you expect things to go one way and then they go another way and you have to adapt. And then you had some expectations, and then it came differently. Again, you have to accept. So lots of things uh, I have learned, and that's great. And I think they're the biggest achievement in the future.
1: Yes, I mean, that is a great achievement. And again, kind of like having a platform that banks trust in and actually use is, if for people that know the industry, such a great achievement and it's such a validation mm-hmm. so i can fully sympathize with that achievement and it's actually a great achievement Jaroslav, first of all thank you so much uh, for sharing your story for giving a bit of an outlook on this very interesting and specific kind of of platform and marketplace it was a pleasure to have you your uh, um and and have a great day
0: thank you kurash for your invitation it was a pleasure for me as well